All right, well, as you can see, we got really teacher-like. I have note sheets today. You like that, huh? All right, so you wanna, <clears throat> you're definitely going to want to have a pen. Definitely going to want to have a pen. So I, I had a, a, an amazing opportunity. Um, a gentleman, I was at his house, he gave me a book. And have you ever had that, that, that you know, someone just said, hey, you know, here's a book. They give it to you and you, you don't read it. Anybody want to be honest, right? You're like, All right, good. I'm glad there's some honest people. Well, this is the book he gave me. It's called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Has anybody heard of this? Okay, I love, oh, this is even better. All right, so, so I get this book, and I mean, you can see it's just like a monster. I mean, this book is, and the first chapter is about lobsters, all right? I mean, the first chapter I started reading, and I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm reading about lobsters, and it's like 45 pages about lobsters and all these things that I never wanted to know or did know or wanted to know or whatever. And I'm thinking, what in the world? But the title of the chapter is Stand Up Straight With Your Shoulders Back. And he starts describing and talking about the life of lobsters. And here's what happened. This book, he gives it to me. And then guess who shows up at the Tobin Center two months later? The author came to San Antonio. He was here last Wednesday. Now, I posted on Instagram, here's the power of Instagram, that I was reading this book and a friend of mine had box seats and he said, hey, do you want to go? And I was like, are you kidding? Like, I'm almost done with the book. Yes, I want to go. And he says, uh, well, cool. I said, there's just one problem. I said, there's a guy that gave me the book and I need to get him a ticket. If you don't have it, don't worry. I don't need it. I'll buy, my I'll buy a ticket for both of us and you can give those tickets to someone else. He said, I got both of you, just come. And I got a chance to see Jordan Peterson in person and he did chapter 13 or rule 13. And I sat there in the audience, just spellbound. If you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, look him up. He's a clinical psychologist. He, he is up in the Toronto area. And he's become famous, kind of like world famous, literally overnight. Now, a lot of people knew of him. He's been writing books. He's, he's you know, uh, he's a professor. But it was just like this explosion in the last year and a half. So imagine this book dropped in 2018, January. Okay, he sold two million copies. This is unheard of people, unheard of. And so while I was at the event, I heard this, and this is kind of leads us to where we are. We're gonna you know, kind of start our discussion because this is something that I want you to know that I am working on it towards. Like, you know how sometimes speakers will come and talk to you and you know, they, 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 they talk as if they, they've already done it and, they, and they've already lived it and they've already, you know, they've wrote the book on it. Well, listen, this is something that I'm working on it towards. And I want us to fill, I wanted to facilitate a discussion so that we can work on it towards the same idea. Because I think it's really going to help you where you're at right now. With the conversation you had last week, this is, I really feel this is going to bring some powerful, I know it's helping me, so I know it's going to help you. So here's, here's the quote. Everybody look right here at the very top of your paper. Uh, make sure you put your name and date, please. Name and date. Just kidding. You don't have to put the date. Uh, so the quote goes like this. Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. 
Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. Now, when I was in high school, my sister decided while in middle school that she wanted a cat. And I mean, when I say she wanted a cat, my sister begged and pleaded for a cat. And my mom made her promise to take responsibility, right? She promised she was going to feed the cat. She was going to clean the cat. She was going to pet the cat. She was going to play with this cat. And then, sadly, this cat became a wild cat because my sister, love her, she did not, we were scared of this cat. Let me just put it to you that way. This is the cat where you'd go into the garage and it would attack you, right? Mainly because the poor thing was hungry, all right? She just wanted to be fed. But I want you to think about this word for you. Think about this word, responsibility. And think about what that word means to you right now. And I just would like first thing to come to your mind when you hear that word, go. Mortgage payment. Mortgage payment. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. What else? Kids. Love it. What else? Family. Work. Money. Now, now, now take that for a second, right? Take that for a second. And I want you to think back to when you were a child. Let's go back. And right below that quote, you can draw, you know, like a little stick figure, just like so, right? And, and this is young you, right? Just draw a little stick figure and put young you right underneath that, right? Now, I want you to think about responsibility at young you. What did that look like at young you? About like that? You had a mortgage payment? <laughs> Right? What, what, what was that like for young you? Responsibility. That word. What did that word mean to you when you were young? Chores. Chores. I like that. Homework. School. Homework. Yeah. What else? Freedom. freedom. Why freedom? Yeah. Because the responsibilities were what? They were very minimal. Now, now, depending on how you were raised, right? Because some of us, maybe you had a, 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 maybe a tougher upbringing or a harder upbringing or however, right? But you may have had a maybe a little bit more responsibility. But can we all agree in this room that for the most part, young you, your responsibility was less? Can we all agree to that? Okay, we can all agree to that, right? Now, the quote says what? What does that quote say? Somebody read it for me again. Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. So even at young self, could responsibility start to give your life meaning? Even when you don't have very many responsibilities, it can give your life meaning. Whether it be school, whether it be family, it can give you meaning. But now I want you to draw an arrow because now we're gonna go to stick figure, you today. This is, I, I was going to say old self, but I didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to go there, right? I didn't want to say old self. We're going to say you today. Now, you today, let's talk about responsibility. What does that look like? We said it, right? Mortgage, kids, family. What does that word mean to you now? As going back as a kid and then now, what does it mean to you now? 
Everything. Okay, so what is it? And that word, everything, what, how, is, it, is it a burden? More pressure. Pressure? I like that. Pressure? What were you going to say? Ooh, stakes are higher. Why is that? Because if you make a mistake, then the, you know, the stakes are higher. Right? The, Any risk that you take is more costly. Yeah. More to lose. Yeah. More people depending on you. Stress, right? <laughs> but, but, but all of that, I love how we, look at what we just did. We just went full circle from stress, right, to pressure, to, a, you know, like, I, I got these things. And then we came full circle to, but you know what? A lot of that is fulfilling. Because those responsibilities, when you take responsibility, they can give your life meaning. Now, I want you to think, because we all have that one member of our family. We all know that one member of the family. It's not you, right? Because you're here. But we always have that one member of the family that just, they just don't like the word responsibility. Right? Can we all agree to that? Can we all agree that we have that one family member that just, ref they, re they flat out refuse to take responsibility. Can we all agree to that, right? They refuse. Now, why is that? Well, I kind of liken it to something I heard with Jordan Peterson. You know, Jordan Peterson is this massive intellect and, he, and his favorite show is The Simpsons. Now, I literally about fell out of my chair when I heard that. His favorite, this is, we're talking to one of the smartest guys and his favorite show is The Simpsons. Now, you think of that one family member, right? And, and this, this skit will illustrate it because what happens is Homer walks into the living room with a bottle of mayonnaise and vodka. And he walks into the living room and his wife is looking at him, Marge is looking at him, and she's saying something about the kids. And he literally, he mixes the vodka and the mayonnaise, shakes it up, and says, that's a problem for, a problem for future Homer. And he drinks it and then passes out. Right? So what I want you to think of, and you got to write this down in your notes, because this will be something you'll come back to, is future you. Future you. Now, think of that family member that just refuses to take responsibility. There is a reason why people refuse to take responsibility is because they completely disregard and they stop thinking about what is to come. Future you doesn't exist, right? Future them is just like, well, I, I'll, that's a problem for future self, right? And you drink the mayonnaise and vodka, right? Like I'll figure it out. And so here's the thing, for, for everyone that of, of us that's in this room, is we have a choice to make. We have the choice to allow responsibility to create the pathway for meaning. And we have that choice every single moment when we wake up. And I call this, you know, if you've ever read the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, has everybody ever heard of The Slight Edge? One of those philosophies that, that, well, the philosophy of the slight edge is that 
in, in your life, you have moments where you choose. And when you choose positive, what happens? You have positive compounding throughout your life, right? But what happens is like you take that one family member and they get to that moment of choice and they make a negative choice, right? And then they make a negative choice. And then what happens when you make a lot of negative choices? Does it compound the same way as positive? Yes, it compounds and it gets worse. And when you make positive choices, it compounds to get better. And so the idea with responsibility is that if we truly want to have that meaning, that fulfillment, is we have to grab hold of the responsibility and not look at it as a burden, but look at it as like, this is my way to create meaning in my life. And so you see those boxes that you have in front of you. I need you, this is, this will be, I want you to take about two minutes because when you do this, when I did this, it was eye-opening and then I want us to share. What I want you to do is take, think about everything you're personally responsible for. Work, family, uh, uh, charity, everything that someone is counting on you for. Think about all those things and you're gonna write them in those boxes. Every box, try to fill them up. We only, I'm gonna give you a minute. And one minute and go. Make a list. What are you responsible for? And think deep with this. Okay, go ahead and wrap up that last one you have there that you were writing down. Here's what I want you to do. The person, if you're in threes, those three back there, each table, you're gonna partner up. You're gonna partner up. Y'all two, y'all three right there could partner up, you two, and then tables all the way up. I'd like for you to share this with your partner. What are you responsible for? We got about a minute, go. I always love getting people in the morning thinking and talking, right? Because when you start getting your brain going like this and you start thinking like this, I think it's powerful for the brain. So here's what I think. I think it's really interesting because I love to hear now, I want you to think about the other person's list, not yours. Don't think about yours. Tell me something that you were like, I didn't think about that. That was on their list. Go, say it. Dog. 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 I like, yeah. What else? Say what? Date night. Date night. Responsibility. I like that. Date night. What else? Retirement. Clients? Community traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What else? Anybody else? Ooh, I love that one, right? Are we responsible for that happiness? Yeah. Now, think about this for a second. Because I wrote, look, just so you know, I, I wrote my list too. While I was getting my notes together, I wrote my list too. And the idea here is, you know, I, I, I think there's some things on this that we need to just kind of touch on. Because I want to focus this these responsibilities on your job here with Meritage, okay? So let, let now, let's shift the focus and let's just think about Meritage and your job as a sales counselor, you know, helping people literally buy the largest investment that they can buy. So what are the responsibilities as a sales 
right, consulting at what, for what you guys are doing, what are some of the responsibilities that maybe we didn't go in depth with where we know we got, my man said, we got to get that traffic up, right? What else? MLS. MLS, yeah. Events, sales. Ah, ooh. Did y'all hear that? Just that positive, you know, that attitude. Guess whose responsibility that is? It's yours. What else? Trustworthy. Oh, you need to make that model home look good, right? It needs to look nice. What else? Looking over the community. Expound on that. I love that. Educate. I love that. I love that. And, and you've got to paint that picture in a way that makes them feel like you care, right? Like, you, you know, you don't want to be preaching and like, well, you don't have a lender? Like, what's wrong with you, right? Like, you want to guide them through the process. I love that. What else? There's some that we're not, that we're not saying that are really important. Listen. Trust. I like that. Competition. Okay. Knowing your competition. It's your responsibility. Oh, I love it. Who said follow-up? Is, is it your responsibility to follow up? Yeah. You better, right? You better. What else? Communication. There's more. Communication. Communication. Ask them to put the down. Yeah, I, it's your responsibility to close. I love that. You got to close them, right? You got to close them. ABC, right? What else? You're missing one huge one. Huge. That's going to be kind of go right into the next part of what we're going to talk about. Be on time. I love that. That kind of goes with what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which, who said time management? Time management. All right. So I want you to think about this idea. Okay. I love this. I was working, but you got, you got me there. I love it. So I want you to think, write down the word time. Underneath there, write down the word time. Write down this word time. Underneath your notes there, write down this word time. Because I would imagine, you, you, you need to understand that, that my wife was a new home consultant. She worked for McNair. She worked for uh, Newmark, Flair, um, well, back with Jaffet a long time ago. Um, and Toll Brothers, okay? Now, here's the thing. One of the things that I saw that my wife was really, really good at was understanding the value of time. Time. Because as a new home consultant, I understand, because I'm watching my wife, right? I understand that time can literally slip away and vanish in a heartbeat. From social media to that one email that you just have to write and you have to, you know, write it 10 times, like literally time can just evaporate. And so I really feel like you have to understand what is your time worth. So do this exercise with me, open up your cal uh, calculator. Open up your calculator. Now, this is going to be very personal, and I don't want you to think that you have to share this information, okay? But open up your calculator. Now, what I want you to do is, in your mind, I want you to think about how many hours you work a week. 
Okay? Just think of that number. All right? How many hours you work a week? We don't have to share it. Just be honest. How many hours you work a week? Get that number in your head, and I want you to multiply it by the number of weeks you work, which would be what? Right? All of them. Okay, fine. Y'all don't have vacations. <laughs> so, right. That's right, right? Yeah. So listen, I, my, my wife was in New Orleans sales and she never wanted to leave because she always had a deal about to close. She always had a deal that was about to walk in. So she never wanted to take her vacation. Now we look back on it and it's like, what were we thinking? We're making all this money. Go on vacation, right? But here's the thing. So let's just multiply it by the number of weeks. So take the number of hours, multiply it by the number of weeks. Get that number. Okay. Everybody have your number. Write that number down. This is the number of hours you work in a year. Okay. It's the number of hours you work in a year. Everybody with me? So now, again, this is very personal, right? You don't have to say this out loud. Now you're going to put in the calculator, what did you make last year, and divide it by the number of hours. I want you to figure out what is your time worth per hour. So think in your mind, what did you make last year, right? Again, this is personal. This is for you. And divide it by the number of hours that you just, that number, and figure out what you make per hour. Oh, see, somebody had a realization. <laughs> right? Does everybody have their per hour? Does everybody have it? Anybody not have it? Anybody not have it? Everybody got it? Okay, good. So here's what I want you to think in terms of. You now know what your time is worth. Are you with me? You're with, everybody with me? You now know what an hour of time is now worth. Now, if your hour of time, right, if your hour of time is worth X and you go to work and you're not responsible and you waste that hour, who are you hurting? You hurt yourself, but ultimately you're hurting your future self and everybody on that list that you just wrote down that you're responsible for. Because see, one decision doesn't just affect you. That decision affects everybody that you interact with. And it affects your future, the results that you're going for. And so the idea is your time has a value and I want you to know you have to take responsibility for that time. Because the people on that list are counting on you. They're counting on you saying, you know what? I know, I know that they're going to take care of it and they're going to do what they need to do. I know they're going to be responsible. I know they're going to take care of their business. Now, is this easy? Let's be honest with each other. Is this easy to be responsible with every minute, every hour, every, you know, this is, this is hard. But here's the thing. What's the quote we started with from Jordan Peterson? Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. If you truly want to create a life of meaning, then you've got to really dig into this responsibility of what you have in front of you. Now, I will tell you, um, what does everybody want to do right now? Everybody wants to sell real estate and become a realtor or work in new home sales. Let's be honest. 
everybody. When you go out and you talk to people and they find out you do new home sales, they're like, how do I do that? How do I, can you give me an interview? Am I right? Everybody, right? You have to take responsibility for the fact that you actually are in the business and then say, you know what? I'm gonna step into this and do my very best and take responsibility for the opportunity that I have. And it's powerful because then that responsibility starts to build this meaning. It starts to build this identity. And so I think about this and uh, outside today, like right, when, you, when you wake up in the morning, is, is the world kind of like chaotic? Is, is there chaos, right? When you walk outside, it's like, especially this morning, it's chaos, right? <laughs> Nobody knows how to drive in the rain in San Antonio, right? But here's the thing. How do you fight chaos? Do you fight it with more chaos and more randomness? Right? Does that work? No. The way you fight chaos is you have to get your life in order. Right? And so uh, it's like, I think about, you know, the idea of like, if you just want to start with something simple, just, just clean up your room, right? Clean up the kitchen. Just start with the basics, right? Because there's one thing I hate. When I go, to, when I go into my kitchen and if I have to cook, my wife always laughs because everything has to be completely clean and everything has to be perfectly set before I can even start, Right? Now, my wife has this the opposite way. When she goes to work, literally, she has to clean everything in the office or pick everything up, put it all away, and then she can start. That's kind of how her way that she fights this chaos, right? And so the thing is, is remember, if you really want to fight a chaotic world, then you've got to get your life in order and take responsibility for the things that you can control. Can we control our room? Can we control the way we look? Can we control our behavior, right? Now, one of the things I want to remind you of that you brought up that I, I put down is we are responsible for our actions, right? We are responsible for our words, what comes out of our mouth, you know? Like, you know, when, like, like, you know, with me, when I say something really stupid to my wife, like, I, that's me, right? I have to take responsibility for that. I can't just say, well, she made me do it. No, I said it, right? Take responsibility for it. So if you want to have, if you want to fight chaos, you've got to go into the world with order. So, you know, I, I, I am doing a mastermind on this book. And I would, I think at one point, if we could ever, if I could ever get in, you know, eight weeks, you know, with your team, this book would be life-changing, okay? I've read this book six times, seven times. Every single time I read this book, I'm blown away. 15 Laws of Growth. Now, how does this work with what we're talking about? Well, the first law, law number one, is called the law of intentionality. You think that goes with responsibility? 100%. So you flip your paper over, write down that law. Law number one is the law of intentionality. And this law basically states growth does not just happen. If you want to grow as a person, if you want to grow as a human, right? Growth doesn't just happen. You have to be 
Intentional. Doesn't that go hand in hand with the word responsible? They work hand in hand with each other. And I love this because think about this quote for a second. You don't have to write this down. Just think about this. So on page two, it says people are anxious to improve their circumstances. Isn't that true? Don't people want to? They're like, oh, man, I want to change this. I want to change that. They're anxious to do it. But listen, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They want to change the situation, but they don't want to do anything to themselves. And I'm going to read it in its entirety. Listen to this. This is really powerful. People are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. Like, I, 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 I want to sell more. I got to sell more. I got, I, I got to get these lots. I got to sell these houses. I want to sell more. And they're anxious to change the circumstances, the results, but they don't want to go back and say, how can I improve as a salesperson? How can I get better and take responsibility so that I can sell more? Right? Because if you think about it, if you work on yourself today, will your future self see those results? They will, right? They will. But you have to do it intentionally every day. And then those results compound. It's like I remember in college, I walked in and I told my roommate, I, I said, I'm going to get abs. I'm going to have abs. And my roommate, he literally was like, no, you won't. And I go, dude, I'm going to get abs. I'm in college. Like, I mean, this is going to be easy. It took me till I was 43 to even get a remnant of an ab, right? Like, I, it's taken forever. But the idea is my young self, I was not willing to do and be intentional to get the results that I wanted. And then my old self realized if you want to get results, you have to be intentional and you got to do it every day. And then it compounds and then you'll see the result in the future. So you gotta be intentional. But there are some traps to this. You know, if you wanna improve as a salesperson, we can all agree, right? Do we all wanna improve, right? Do we all wanna be, you know, uh, 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 the leader of an organization? Do we all wanna get better? We all want that, right? But, but there are some traps that happen to us. And here's a trap, and this comes right from this book, trap number one is assuming you will automatically grow. There is an assumption that in life that we'll just, you know what, it'll happen. I'll get better. Here's the reality. What's the re <laughs> Y'all can tell me. What's the reality to that? Anybody automatically got abs? <laughs> you know? I've been trying. Just one. Just one. <laughs> right? A anybody... Anybody like just, you know, automatically run a half marathon? Doesn't happen. You got to put in the work. You got to train. You got to get your body up to that level. So you cannot assume that you will just be in this position where you'll automatically, yeah, I'm better today. No, no, no. You got to be intentional. You got to know what you want and you got to go do it and make it happen. Number two, here's another trap. There is this trap with, I don't know how to grow. I don't know how to do it, right? 
I, what, where, where do I go? How do I start? And, and can we answer that? Can everybody here answer that? Can, can you find a way to grow in this room? Everybody. Yes. yes. What can we do? Google. Yeah. Learn something. Read a book. Right. What else? You can help other people. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll kind of pull you up. When you're pulling somebody else up, it makes you, right? I love that, right? Um, you know, this, remember, you know, people say I went to the school of hard knocks, right? Like I, I just learned my lessons the hard way. What's wrong with that? Right? What's that? Choice, okay. But what, what, what's wrong with it? If, if you just have to learn the hard way every single time, you're stubborn, but what, what, what's wrong with those lessons? The way you're saying it to me is very negative. Ah, okay. So, so how does that, then how do you make it a positive? There were lessons. I mean, that's the way, I mean, you know, that's the way I see whenever something happens to you, you're there for you to grow and learn from. Right. It's not, it's not necessarily, the school hard knocks to me is someone wanting to wear kind of like a, a badge of honor. Yeah. It sounds negative, right? But, but if it, let's just say that you did do that. Let's just say you went through the school of hard knocks. Those lessons are random, right? They're not intentional. They're just, you're kind of stumbling and just kind of trying to find your way as opposed to like, you know, you ever seen the little muskrats, right? They kind of look up and like, what the heck's going on around here, right? Like look up and go, who's doing it right? Who's got a clue? Oh, let me go over here, right? Who knows what they're doing? Let me go over here, right? So get your head up and look around instead of just trying to fight and grind and I'm just going to figure it out my own way. There, there is some truth to that if no one's ever done it, right? If no one's ever doing what you're trying to do, yes, fight through it. But if somebody's out there, more than likely someone's been through that fight, right? Someone's been through that struggle. So, so push through. Because in the, if you don't know how to grow and you're just kind of like just trying to figure it out, they're going to be random. There's not a lot of intentionality. Number three, it's not the right time to begin. Ah, I'm not ready. This is a trap. Okay. It's not the right time for me to really dig in. I, you know, I got, I really got to figure something else out before I can start, you know. But what's the truth to this? The truth is, there's never a right time, right? You're never going to be in that perfect position where everything just lined up and it's like, okay, now I can begin, right? That's not going to happen. You just got to do it now. So in your mind, you, when, 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 when you have that thought of like, man, I really need to do this, you need to say it. Do it now. Right then, you have the thought, do it now. Don't wait. Don't second guess yourself. You have the thought of some. Now, these are good things, guys. Okay, now just let me clarify that. <laughs> I felt like I had to clarify that, right? Let me clarify that. But if you have a positive thought and you're like, man, I really want to do it now. Don't wait. I have a Mindset Monday and I, 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 I ask of you, has it already been posted yet, Gabe? No, we're going to post it after this. I have a Mindset Monday and I, I've had a realization of this term YOLO. Right? Y'all heard YOLO, right? Right? What does YOLO mean? You only live once, right? I've had a realization of this because the context to YOLO sounds to me what? Non-responsible 
do whatever you want, act a fool, let's get crunk, right? It sounds extremely irresponsible. But I want to flip it on you, and I'm going to share what I shared in my, in my Mindset Monday video. I'd love for you guys to share it. But here's the thing. I'm 43 years old, and while I'm reading this book, I had the realization. You see, we have to flip that as responsible adults. Because listen, you only live once. Do it now. Don't wait to start whatever you want to start, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be. Do it now. This is not a dress rehearsal. Right? We don't get a redo. We don't get to hit the reset button and say, well, I'll, you know, I'll get back to that. Let me just hit the reset button. No, no, no. YOLO, you only live once, so go live your life in the best way that you possibly can. And then that compounds, and who gets rewarded? Future you. Future you. And everybody that you have on your paper, they all get rewarded. All right, let me keep going. We're running out of time. All right, here we go. Uh, number four, afraid to make mistakes. This is a trap. <clears throat> Being afraid to, anybody here afraid to make mistakes? Don't lie. All right. We can all, we've all been there. We've all had jobs where we we're afraid to make mistakes. We we're afraid to step out, right? But here's the thing. Being afraid to make mistakes in life, if you want to do something, it's required. You're going to bump your knee, right? You remember when your kids learned how to ride a bike? And you kept telling, you're going to fall, you're going to fall. How many times did they fall? Hundreds, right? Like just, they were falling and flopping all over the place. Like remember I told you about my son with the skates, those little Heelys? I mean, he couldn't get that done. Listen, if you think that you will be successful and never make a mistake, you're mistaken. Success requires mistakes and failure. And then you, as, as long as you learn from it. Now, if you're just out there just, you know, just making mistakes, cheating people, doing the wrong thing. Trust me, that will catch up to you. Number five, another trap. I have to find the best way before I start. In order for me to really be intentional, in order for me to really grow, I just, I need to know the right book. It's got to be the right book. And if I don't feel it, then I can't, no, no, that's not the right book. You know, I just, it's got to be the right book. Here's the thing. There's no perfect way. Are there any perfectionists in the room? Any perfectionists? <laughs> I love the perfectionists. They're always like this. <laughs> I love that, right? Now, I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, the, 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 you know, when you think about, perfectionist, right? And, and, and I think my wife kind of falls in that category. It's always interesting to me because, you know, per perfection is what? It's subjective, right? It, 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 it's, it's a, there's a subjective nature to what, you know, what is perfect, you know? And so a lot of times it comes down to what you feel like is perfect. And one of the things that I think is interesting for me is uh, Ikea. Anybody like Ikea? I hate Ikea hate it. I hate the meatballs. I hate the whole store. I hate it, right? And um, I love it when we order stuff from Ikea because it always comes like, it, it's literally a wall unit and it's in like boxes that could fit right here, right? Like it's, you wonder how in the world did they pack, like it had to cost more money to pack this than what I paid for it, you know? But the thing is about Ikea 
is that you just have to begin. And I always look at the boxes and I always say the same thing is I'm not helping you with this. And then I start helping her because what do you have to do? You just have to dive in. You don't, you can't worry about perfect. You just got to get in there, mix it up and make it happen. Do it now. All right. Number six. Oh, I love this one. This is a trap. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Now, if when you say, when you don't feel like it and you get into this trap of, you know what? I, I, you are literally saying what about responsibility? Doesn't matter. Not a priority. I don't care. Don't feel like doing it. I don't care. And, and this, is a, this is a really scary trap because when you get to this point, you know, this is the whole idea of motivation. This is where people get to a point where like, I'll do it when I'm motivated. I'll do it when like this, this feeling rushes over me. Right? Now we all know, what did we talk about last time? What did I tell you about motivation? Motivation is a trap. In itself, it's a trap because in order to truly get motivation, you have to have a, who remembers from last time I was here? You got to have a motive. You got to have a reason why you want something. You got to have a big why, right? And so motivation doesn't just flow over you. It starts with what you want and what you want to go after. And then you actually have to do what? And then motivation starts to come. Take action. You got to make the step. You got to go forward. And if you don't do that, you're not going to have motivation, right? If you wait for a feeling, you're in big trouble. Number seven. Now, this is one that I think is really important for, for sales counselors. Others are better than I am. This is a trap. Others are better than I am. Now, this trap with responsibility is something that you have to really dive into. And think about this quote. I heard this quote uh, from Joe Rogan. Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. If, if you are constantly in a state of looking at that sales sheet and looking at what everybody else is doing and you're constantly comparing yourself and you're looking at it and you're just like, oh God. Uh. Now, you're gonna automatically be compared whether like other people are doing it. Do you need to waste all that time trying to figure all that stuff out, what everybody else is doing, right? Or comparing yourself. No, what, what you have to do is be intentional Take responsibility for the things you control and go get it done. Because what happens when you go get it done? You get results. When you spend time thinking outside of yourself and thinking about everybody else, the economy, Trump, Kanye. When you start thinking way outside of yourself, you literally in that moment, you just, you take you, all responsibility, just goes right out the window, right out the window. So you have to stay inward. You have to stay, hey, what am I doing? Take responsibility for you. Don't worry about it. Just stop, stop comparison. You were not defined by numbers, okay? 
Your definition of yourself is going to come from within, who you are. And when you work on yourself, the results show. Last one, number eight. I thought it would be easier. This is a trap, right? Responsibility. Is it easy? Taking responsibility? Is that easy? No. no. But, but was it, is it meant to be easy? If it's the pathway to meaning, if responsibility is the pathway to meaning, do you really think that's going to be easy? No way, right? And I, 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 uh, I said this at one point. I started Luxury Home Magazine back in 2011. <clears throat> And in 2013, I was with a group of people and the idea came up. They were talking about, hey, knowing what you know now, you know, would you do it again? And do you know, I said out loud, like knowing how hard it was to start that magazine, knowing how hard it was to create it, to get it done, to sell the first one. I literally said, you know what? I don't know if I would do it because it was so hard. Now, how stupid was that answer? I mean, come on, like, look, I, if I had, if I didn't do it, we wouldn't be talking right now. Future self would not be in this room had I said, you know what? Yeah, it's probably gonna be too hard. If I went back in time, I would not do it. That's one of the, that was like one of the dumbest things I'd ever said because it's not meant to be easy, right? But now when we take responsibility, when we're intentional, can we start creating systems to make it to where we're more efficient? Absolutely. You absolutely can. And so let's go back to the quote. If you look on your paper there, flip your paper back over. Now wrap this up. The quote says, responsibility is the pathway to meaning. And when you think about a pathway, right? When you think about this pathway, if you're trying to get to meaning, is that pathway gonna be narrow or wide? It's gonna be narrow. It's gonna be tough. Because when you take responsibility for your time, when you take responsibility for future results, you are going to be intentional. You're going to think about the time you're wasting. You're going to think about how I need to do things so that I am more efficient, so I can get things done quicker. And then what happens for future self? You're rewarded because you're paying the price today to get results tomorrow. But you got to pay the price today and you got to be responsible and you got to be intentional. Thank you. Yeah.